I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in, everybody. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug is off this afternoon. He was in earlier with Dan Patrick. Make sure you catch up on podcast on that one. I am Eric Torres. He is Bucky Brooks filling in here until the top of the hour when it's 7 p.m. Eastern. Rob Parker will be joined by Andy Furman on The Odd Couple. So one more hour of the Doug Gottlieb Show. The Cowboys, don't call it a comeback, Bucky Brooks. Looks like they have just scored <laughs> to cut the lead to 17-12. Tony Pollard, did he break the plane? I don't think he did. Uh, but was he down? So it looks as though uh, we are under review, and that one may get called back, and it is called back. And so uh, the Cowboys driving to try to cut the lead to 17-13, presumably going into the uh, 
going into halftime. Bucky, uh, Cowboys got to need a touchdown here, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it would look as bad as they've played. A touchdown to make it 17-13, extra point pendant, it would certainly help. Um, so, yeah, got to get that done. Oh, we've got a tub. Uh-oh. You, see, you're ahead of me now. So so here in the Fox Sports Las Vegas studios, it uh, looks like, yes, the Cowboys have just scored. Ezekiel Elliott, touchdown run. It will be, as Bucky said, 17-13, extra point pending. We'll keep you updated on this game. Uh, a little over, what, 30 seconds or so left in the first half. So the Cowboys, 17-13, 25 seconds to go, excuse me, in the first half. Extra point pending. Really quick, Bucky, we really haven't talked about that late night game. Um, and it's not late night, but 8.30 Eastern time. It is, of course, the Buffalo Bills at the New Orleans Saints. Let, let me say this. I don't know who puts together this Thanksgiving schedule, but I mean, he, uh, the Saints, I mean, I, I, I mean, was this, is this like one of those college football schedules that was put we together thought, eight years in advance and we thought we, Drew Brees thought, was still going to be on the Saints? We thought the Saints would still be good. We thought it would still be relevant. You had Alvin Kamara, who scored all those touchdowns in a primetime right. game last year. Christmas he star power. He thought you have Michael Thomas and all of that. You didn't know that Michael Thomas was not going to play at all, you know? I guess, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, Bucky, you said earlier, um, no excuses, just win, baby, like Al yeah, Davis. just win. Well, if I'm that TV executive right now, I'm banging on on my uh, desk saying, let's just win, baby. Get, get, well, me, the, well, get me the Bucks. Get yeah, me the Chiefs. Get every, me anybody every, but these Saints. Every, everyone knows. You, most people are nodding off during that night game because they, they've stuffed themselves. So, look, the Buffalo Bills have a big brand. Bills Mafia travels well. Bills Mafia pays attention. So you get a bunch of eyeballs on it, but you know we we all are kind of our eyes would be fluttering after we had that last slice of pie and you know your health all that you're you're being too uh, I shouldn't really say that I mean look the Bills are still kind of an intriguing team so let's talk about them really quick because I, I will say this there is a very interesting storyline if the Bills lose this one I know they're on the mm-hmm. road. They lose this one now. That would be three of four. The only win would be against the Jets. They obviously lost to the Jaguars three weeks ago in which they scored six points, and then they got just run over by Jonathan Taylor and the Colts last week. So I guess I will say it has set up for a very interesting storyline where if Buffalo comes out of this one looking flat or or just flat out not winning, again, that would be three losses in their last four games. And really you could go, it would be four losses in their last six games if they were to lose tonight, dating back to that Monday night game against the Titans. That would officially be, okay, there is something not right here. So I guess we have that intrigue going into this one, Bucky. Yeah, we do have that intrigue. So, I mean, it's a big game for the Buffalo Bills because uh, they cannot afford to drop another game. Not with the Patriots coming on like that. And the Patriots typically have their number. So this is a huge game. I would expect because it's such a big game, they got to bring it. They got to bring their A game. Let me ask a dumb question, and, and maybe there's an easy answer that I'm just missing. We know that, you know, like there's so much on Josh Allen's plate right now with the, you know, the pass offense and everything. Why are they struggling so much offensively and specifically, obviously, the run game? I mean, w- is there anything specific that I missed in terms of key injuries, in terms of whatever? Because, I mean, this was just such an explosive offense last year. And, and I actually thought last year. Josh Allen, I thought should have been the MVP of the league, to be perfectly honest. That's no disrespect to Aaron Rodgers, but the way that he elevated this entire organization, completing 69% of his passes, I, I, I I was really impressed by him last year, and it's not to say that he's playing poorly this year, but it's clear that this offense, at least right now, just isn't clicking the way that it was really, frankly, around this time last year. Uh, he's having to do too much. Um, he's a really good player, MVP caliber player, but 
He needs more help on offense in terms of the running game. They have to call more running plays. They have to figure out a way to balance it up so he doesn't have to do anything. He had a phenomenal year last year, but that was kind of an anomaly in terms of the way that he took care of the ball and avoided the turnovers and those things. And so it's just really important that they balance it out so he doesn't have to feel like he has to do it all by himself. That's too tough. Don't disagree with any of that. Really quick on the Saints, you know, it's really interesting, right? Like we talk about, um, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about the, the Lions. Like, where do they go from here? The Raiders, where do they go from here? The Saints, I mean, what have you made of, of Jameis Winston so far? His completion percentage is still right around 60% for the season. I know he's not playing tonight or, you know, he's been out mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But do you believe he, he is the long-term answer as a former number one overall pick, was kind of rehabilitated in that one season following, uh, you know, kind of the pathway of Drew Brees and or, or sitting in, you know, sitting behind Drew Brees and kind of just, just learning, I guess would probably be the better way to put it. Do you believe that this is a guy that can be a long-term answer, uh, you know, kind of at the same time, obviously, uh, while he had some highs early in the season, I know, I know he played well, obviously, even dating back to that Packers game in week one, um, you know, the team has struggled. Some of it is, is since he got injured, but do you believe that he can be a guy for them in the long term as the answer under center? Well, I think he's a better option than the ones that they currently have. For sure. <laughs> Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill. Uh, he wasn't playing poorly. I think it's really hard to evaluate him because he never had a chance to play with Michael Thomas, their number one option. So cool. he was playing with Alvin Kamara only. And, I mean, the offense needs more weaponry around him for him to be able to be successful and kind of have a way to be able to do it. And so it's just one of those things where – uh, if I am New Orleans, I want to see if we can run it back uh, with James and see if James can kind of solidify the position because we should be able to get him at um, a very team-friendly cost and then see if you can upgrade the stuff around him because the defense and some of the playmakers that they have are certainly good enough for this team to be a very competitive team, a team that can be a playoff team. Well, see, and that's really interesting because I was actually going to follow up with that is that, you know, we talked a lot about the Detroit Lions, like, the the quarterback probably isn't there at number one that you mm-hmm. can draft because they're in a situation where if you draft a guy number one, you got to play him. And when you're, they're going to be losing next mm-hmm. year and you're going to have to play him. The saints will obviously be drafting much later. If you were the GM, do you take a mid to late first round flyer on a guy, let him sit for a year, run it back with Jameis, Jameis Williams, excuse me, Jameis Winston. I, I was thinking of Jameson mm-hmm. Williams. I think the wide receiver from Alabama, Jameis Winston. Uh, do you run it back with Jameis Winston? And then kind of, you might have yourself a little, hopefully in a best case scenario, Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo situation, or do you kind of do what you just said and say, we're going all in on Jameis. We're going to get him another playmaker on the outside. Um, let's go. Let, let, let's, Give him every opportunity to prove that he is the guy. If you were the GM of this organization, which would you do? I would. Or neither. I would not go hunting for the quarterback. But if the quarterback came to me, fell in my lap at the right value, I would take him. But I wouldn't trade up and move up and do all that other stuff for a first-round pick um, for him. Because I think Jameis Winston is going to be better in his this year than that rookie would be in his first year. So I would go about it that way. And I would look to upgrade. When you really look at this team, man, they don't have enough around him. Like when I, like the weapons. Mike Thomas probably won't be there next year. They need another wide receiver. They don't really have elite wide receivers. Offensively right now, it's Alvin Kamara and who? Nobody. So I think they have to upgrade the stuff around them before we can talk about it. 
Very good. Uh, Cowboys, by the way, that game has gone to halftime. 17-13, the Raiders lead the Cowboys. Buck, did, did, did you see anything those last few minutes? Obviously, Cowboys put together a scoring drive right before the half. I mean, we've kind of bounced around back and forth on the Cowboys and Raiders a lot throughout this show. But this is an important one for the Cowboys from just the perspective that, like, you know, you can lose it, but you really don't want to lose at home to a bad Raiders team that is reeling. That would be three of four. This is the third time in four weeks that the offense has not looked right since Dak Prescott set out that Sunday night game against the, the Minnesota Vikings. And as we've said a few times now, it's not as though the NFC East right now is the cakewalk that we thought it was going to be even four or five weeks ago down the stretch. Doesn't mean that the Cowboys won't win the division, but Washington all of a sudden playing really well, Philly playing really well. Did you see anything on that final drive that gives you optimism for the, the, they, they, yeah, well, they finally got into a rhythm. They got into a rhythm. Tony Pollard made some plays, and they got they, they put it in the paint, and that was the most important part. They were able to get the score, so now it doesn't look like you're down – uh, you're not down two scores. You're in the mix, 17-13. That's, that's doable because now you're saying, hey, man, we come out the half. Let's go ahead and get take care of business. Let's wake up. We gave them some. Now let's make them play. And so I think it's a much different message if you're Mike McCarthy at halftime in, these situa- in this situation as opposed to being down two scores and really trying to figure out, guys, what are we doing? Now, con- conversely, where are we at with the Raiders? I mean, obviously, look, uh, it, it's been it's been well documented. We don't need to get into all of everything that has gone down there the last uh, month or so, but they're coming into this one on a three-game losing streak. Uh, one of those games was competitive. The last two, not so much against the Chiefs a few weeks ago, and the Bengals was another kind of sloppy turnover, uh, you know, penalty-type deal with, uh, with the Raiders. I mean, obviously, I don't know if the interim head coach is the answer to the long term, but... I, I would almost take this as, I mean, let me ask you, Bucky. I mean, it, it feels weird because this was a team that we were talking about as, as an AFC West leader a few weeks ago, uh, a team that was in position to maybe get the first round by the divisional by, and obviously it's falling apart really quickly. I mean, this to me kind of feels like, you know, these next few weeks for the Raiders, um, I, I, you, you obviously want to make a playoff push, but I don't know how realistic that is in, in, an, in the AFC West where things are getting tougher by the week as KC gets better. I feel like this is almost like a, a Detroit Lions situation where it's like everybody's go put go put something on tape because everything's kind of at stake where we just lost our best playmaker at wide receiver, obviously, for the for forever, essentially, because he's been released by the team independent of the legal problems. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you lost a, a Damon Arnett at corner. You lost your head coach. I kind of feel like it's almost like, a, a, you know, we're trending towards a top five pick in the draft and just go out there and ball, put something good on tape, whether you stay here for the next head coach or whether you're going somewhere else in the offseason. No, I, I think um, all those things are, are really valid. But I, I think if you're Rich Passaccia in the team, like everyone is still trying to make it about this year and seeing if they can make a, a playoff push. And so if you're the Raiders, you're looking at the situation, hey, Turkey Day, we're up. Um we, we still haven't played our best game. Derek Carr is only a little over 50% completion rate. So let's see if we can put it together and get the running game going. See if we can get this win. This win would put us at 6-5. and five. Uh, The Chiefs still aren't too far away from us. We can close the gap on them. So you're still still in hope. Hey, we can do this. We can put it together. We just need to put it together. And so you stay like that. And look, internally, front office-wise, you may say, hey, let's, let's look and see where we um, can kind of fit uh, on the draft board see what's available, how we can build this team going going forward. But right now, you Rich Passaccia, you're playing for the job. So you're coaching your tail off, seeing if you can win this job and be the head coach and then worry about all that other stuff after the season. 
This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Doug is out for the afternoon. I'm Aaron Torres. He's Bucky Brooks. We're taking you up to the top of the hour here at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Coming up, we go back to the college game, start looking ahead to this weekend in the NFL Aaron Torres, Bucky Brooks, and for Doug, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. This is The Gottlieb Show. Aaron Torres, Bucky Brooks in for Doug was thanking board op John Ramos. Should also thank the crew, uh, producer Bo Ralph Irvin. Bucky and I are not the only hard uh, people working hard today, so we appreciate all of you guys behind the scenes. Thank you. Yeah, we, by the way, yeah, we heard plenty from Ramos and, and Bo and Ralph Irvin in our very hotly contested uh, movie draft earlier in the show where I took Home Alone number one overall for movies. People were acting like I drafted Darko Milicic over uh, LeBron James over there, Bucky Brooks. My goodness. What do you got against Kevin McAllister, man? I mean, he's a good kid. I mean, he is a good kid, but... He he has uh, you, you have So you have a son. I think he's, he's a baseball player, right? I yeah, mean, he plays baseball. He plays baseball at San Jose State. Did you ever leave him at home by accident over the holidays? or? Uh, I'm not see. saying you're a bad parent if you think, did. I'm just saying. I... No. I don't think so. He's had some time solo where he can just kind of hang at the house and do his own thing. But for yeah. the most part, he's been good. But you knew where he was. It wasn't like yeah. he got on the wrong plane and ended up in New York or anything, No, no, right? no, no. Nothing like that. Nothing okay, like that's that. good. Very good. Well, I don't know what you got against Kevin McAllister, but that, that was more <laughs> Home Alone 2 than Home Alone 1. The poor kid, you know, he just wanted to, uh, to eat a nice cheese pizza by himself, and, and Bucky Brooks is over here crushing him. So, anyway... Doug Gottlieb show, Aaron Torres, Bucky Brooks in for Doug. And again, thanks to the crew, Ralph, uh, who we'll hear from momentarily, Bo and John Ramos. So real quick, um, you know, on top of all the, all the NFL stuff today, some college stuff we should mention here in about an hour from now, uh, really like a, a kind of a fun rivalry, the, the egg bowl. Mm-hmm. And this one, you know, for, for the, the casual non real, like diehard college football fan, uh, you know, some years might be less appealing than this one, but this one, one, you have two really big personalities at, at the coaching uh, position with Mike Leach at Mississippi state and Lane Kiffin, uh, the head coach of Ole Miss, but then also, and again, we've talked a lot about the NFL draft this year. Year, this with this this show, I mean, Bucky is the potential number one, not not number one overall pick, but maybe the first quarterback off the board. Matt Corral is playing for Ole Miss, so again, don't know how much you get to watch these teams during the season. I know you break down a ton a ton of tape in the lead up to the draft, but any thoughts on this one going into this one? Egg ball is always fun. It's always going to be crazy. Uh, yeah. I think the reason why anyone should tune into this is to look at Matt Corral, um, have an opportunity to show and prove to everyone that he's legit as a high end quarterback prospect. Uh, he's a Southern California kid. He's a kid who has big time talent. He's athletic. Um, look, he's not necessarily a dual threat, but he has dual threat capabilities in terms of his ability to get outside the pocket and make things happen. And in this high octane offense that Lane Kiffin runs, man, he's been ringing up big numbers. And so it's a great opportunity to see him in a rivalry game to see how he takes his game up a notch. Uh, when I was scouting back in the day, I would always first games tapes that I'm pop in. I'm gonna pop in. Uh, playoff games, bowl games, 
And then I want to see how you play in the rivalry game because those games have the most intensity that kind of mirrors what it's going to be like in the NFL. So this is a good one to check out. Well, and the thing, if you're a team that could potentially draft this kid, is the one thing you can't deny about him is he's shown a great deal of toughness this year mm-hmm. in that uh, he's been so banged up. There's been certain weeks, I don't know if it was the case leading into this one, he hasn't even practiced, like not out on the field doing anything other than getting rehab. He, he got a really bad ankle injury and about three weeks ago. Maybe Lane Kiffin just essentially said, yeah, uh, we're using all week to rehab that ankle, knowing that it's probably going to get bang- banged up on game day. And so, um, you know, tough kid, and again, this hopefully, will be a fun showcase for him uh you know the rest of the games this week we talked a little bit earlier about ohio state michigan i mean the big one uh there will be michigan's defense against ohio state's offense let me ask you really quick are you familiar at all michigan new defensive coordinator came from the nfl his name is mike mcdonald he uh he worked under john harbaugh jim's brother Mm -hmm. with baltimore and everyone seems to think that the defense has been revitalized they're top 10 nationally in most of the important categories including pass defense this will be the best pass defense that ohio state has faced all year do you know much about him what he has changed there because we we can crush Harbaugh we want about what happened last year during COVID they have been once again really good for the vast majority of the 2021 season well Mike McDonald's done a really good job uh, at Michigan and as you said he played he worked under his brother John with the Baltimore Ravens he's brought some of that creativity uh, to Michigan he's shored up a little bit of the issues that they had uh, in the back end Uh, this was a team that played a lot of Blitz coverage, crazy aggressive under Don Brown. And when it was working, it was working, I mean, at, at a high level. However, so much man-to-man, sometimes you would leave you guys exposed and you give up some big plays. So they've been able to be crazy aggressive without giving up big plays. And so because of that, it's worked out. And it was also part of what Harbor wanted to do in terms of bringing in new energy. He wanted a younger staff, more energy, more connectivity between the players and the coaches and all of that has worked. But the new defense coordinator, Mike McDonald, has done great. Really quickly, let's rip through some of the other games. Um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, people probably don't realize, is actually a slight favorite coming into this one. And I only bring it up because we think about Oklahoma, uh, Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler, these high-powered offensive attacks. But the Oklahoma offense has been really sputtering the last few weeks. Curious, I, I don't know if you've had much time yet to, to kind of break down Caleb Williams. He was great those first couple uh, cu- first couple games off the bench kind of regressed as the defensive got ha- defenses have gotten tougher over the last few weeks again don't know if you've broken down the tape but I also know you work with a lot of these high school quarterbacks at, at some of the summer camps and things of that nature do you know much about Caleb Williams and if so what do you expect from him tomorrow night against Oklahoma State or Saturday night I should say well big time talent uh, big time talent from DMV uh, that that DC Maryland Virginia area that is really a hotbed of talent just came over, stepped in for Spencer Rattler, and look, it, it, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride with him. But when he has been on his game, and you can see why so many people were after him at Oklahoma, you can see why it works because athletically he can tote the rock, but he can make every throw that you want to see. And his inexperience has been the part that has kind of gotten him in trouble sometimes when he's had some turnovers and those things. But this guy can play, man, and he's the next quarterback that's going to pop in a major way at Oklahoma. And so the fact that he supplanted Spencer Radley, that to me, that says everything about what Lincoln Riley believed his long-term potential to be. Because you don't make a move like that unless you just know that this guy that you're putting in is a stud. Mm-hmm. And he has played to that level at times. And so, Bedlam, anything goes, right? Yep. Oklahoma State has more, I mean, both of them have pressure on him, but Oklahoma State has a lot riding on this in terms of 
Like they still got a shot to kind of get into the mix and do some stuff. And so this should be a great game, man. I expect this to be a really, really good game. Oklahoma State's defense is nasty. Though. They're going to bring pressure from everywhere. So if you like fireworks, you can see a lot of fireworks on both sides of the ball. Dumb question that I probably already know the answer to. Do you expect Spencer Rattler, the backup quarterback, to pursue a transfer this offseason, or do you believe that um, he will try to just go to the NFL draft and, and kind of get drafted off his reputation as a, a late-round pick, as a guy that, that was a once very highly coveted quarterback, and I, you know a team essentially taking a flyer on him, believing that they can still get that out of him at the pro level? Uh, I think he has to go somewhere else and play. Uh, there's so many questions around him because when I look at Spencer, and I said this prior to the season, uh, big-time talent, but a couple things work against him. Very slender frame, not necessarily a big dude, um, not necessarily a a dual threat in terms of athleticism, like the arm talent, and when he was dealing, he's accurate, he can make the throws, has a bit of a gunslinger mentality, so all those things are positive. The other stuff that works against him besides like his frame Man, going all the way back to when you watched him in high school, he was on this, um, I think it's Netflix, QB1, and it kind of laid people an opportunity to kind of see his personality and those things. I can't say as a high school he always handled those situations correctly. And so he needs to go somewhere to show people that great leader uh, can bounce back from the ever situation that he had to deal with at Oklahoma and that he plays better and performs at a high level. So I think a lot is riding on the next election. I don't think he's ready to go to the pros and kind of make it that way. Do you think that's something that uh, I guess it's it, you, anything can be rehabbed, but that to me is what strikes me is that, that again, the, he, he had a Netflix show that wasn't necessarily totally based on him, but it kind of was, and he didn't come off well on that. And a lot of stuff you hear, whether it's fair or not, is that some of its leadership off the field, things that, you know, a quarterback has to be great with. And the one thing that that you said from the beginning or that you said a minute ago with Caleb Williams is that from the beginning, it seems as though since he got put in in that Texas game, players have rallied around him as the starting quarterback in a way that fair or unfair, it doesn't appear appear as though they did with Spencer Rattler. So uh, the football stuff, I mean, that that will come. But is, is that something that you can at this stage in your career either relearn or reprove is that you're not only a great talent, but that you're a great leader, a great locker room presence, things like that, especially if you go somewhere new? Uh, Yeah, but you have to go to work, and you have to be quiet and just kind of put in the work and kind of earn the respect um, from your peers. And so the only way that he can go and kind of remake himself is by going to a new spot, playing really well, endearing himself to his teammates through his work ethic, through his leadership style, and then let the results speak for themselves. But he has a lot of work to do in that area because everyone is going to look at his body language when he's on the field and off the field and the sideline and the way he interacts with coaches and all that other stuff. And so there's a lot that goes into it when you're evaluating all players, but particularly quarterbacks. Man, the the intangible qualities um, are just as important, if not more important, than the, the, the physical tools that we can see when they're playing. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. I'm Aaron Torres. He is Bucky Brooks. You want to tweet into the show. Also, make sure you're following at Bucky Brooks on Twitter for Bucky at Aaron underscore Torres for me. We'll start to wrap up the show. About a half hour left. Top of the hour will be the odd couple with Rob Parker and Andy Furman. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. As Ralph just told you, Aaron Torres, Bucky Brooks filling in for Doug, taking you to the top of the hour. Doug, of course, was on the 
Dan Patrick show earlier today. So make sure you download the Dan Patrick show podcast. And of course, download the Doug Gottlieb show podcast for everything that you missed on today's show. Uh, Bucky, I, I, you know, as Ralph said, we do have one more game today. We talked a little bit about Buffalo, New Orleans. I just kind of want to rip through some of these games on Sunday because we got kind of a sneaky, interesting slate on Sunday. A lot of games that I don't know that you could have circled on the calendar even a month, six weeks ago that all of a sudden have real meaning. So I just want to get your thoughts on a couple of them. Look, the big one, this is one that we could have all circled months ago. And that is, of course, the Rams at Green Bay. Um, you know, the Rams even uh, going into the season, the Matthew Stafford hype, we talked about a little bit of that to lead the show. But then on top of that, the last couple of weeks, you add Odell Beckham, you add Von Miller, then you lose the first game with them. Now you're coming out of a bye, and we're really hitting that home stretch where you want to make that playoff push, you want to make that Super Bowl run, because as you said earlier, and it's been my stance on this as well, Jared Goff got you to a Super Bowl, Sean McVay. You, you said he's not good enough. That means that you believe that Matthew Stafford can win one for you. Not saying that the Rams season is a disaster if they don't win it, but they got to start looking a certain way, I feel like, over these next couple weeks, and it starts Sunday in Green Bay. It absolutely starts Sunday. Um you know, we talked about it early in the show. This is one of the games that was circled on the calendar because this is uh, where you get those progress reports. How well are they progressing when it comes to being a title team? This is a team that dismissed you in the playoffs last season. It led you to make a bunch of changes, including moving on from your other quarterback to get what you think is an upgrade in Matthew Stafford. So now let's see. Is this a better version of the Rams team that we than the version that we saw in January? And if it is, then you feel great about where you're going and where it could finish at the end of the year. But if it's not, then it's problematic. And you have to figure out what is the best style for us to play to enhance our odds of winning each and every game that we play. And so there's a lot of stuff going on. But this Sunday is huge, and I don't care what anyone says about it. So interesting divisional game on Sunday night football, uh, Cleveland at Baltimore. And, and we kind of get Baltimore. I know Lamar Jackson was out the other day, but they're going to be fine in the bigger picture. Where are we at on Cleveland? I mean, it's been a, it's been an interesting uh, three or four week news cycle with Cleveland because we just talked about Odell going to to the the Rams and on his way out. I I don't know how much I blame him, but but it, it was clear that he let it be known to his camp. Hey, this is all Baker, no Odell. And then of course he leaves in the first week. They look awesome, steamroll the the Cincinnati Bengals. But since then there is obviously the loss to New England, in which they were awful. There was a win against the Lions, which was awful. As we have a little bit of a scuffle here in Raiders Cowboys as the second half has just started. Uh, but real quick, wh- where where are we at with with Baker Mayfield and the Browns? Because like I said, it has been just a bizarre interesting, weird news cycle as first it was all Baker's fault, then it was all Odell's fault. Now it's starting to look like a lot of this is on Baker, just not getting the job done at the quarterback position. Yeah, no, a lot of it falls on Baker, but let's be, uh, let's, let's be fair to Baker. Baker's attempting to play through some injuries that are significant. Uh, shoulder, knee, uh, I want to say ankle, all things that impact your ability to play. That said, when you step on the field, people judge you by your performance. And he hasn't played well, and a lot of that is necessarily due, it's due to the injuries. But he hasn't played well, and so he's a lot of he's catching a lot of flack and a lot of heat because he's also angling for a contract extension because the Browns have to make a decision if they want to extend him. They can extend him now, and they've already picked up the fifth year option. But if he wants to get that big money, that 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 Bitcoin, that 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 huge contract, <laughs> sure. he has to he has to perform well, and he hasn't p- played well enough to kind of get it. And so I think there's some internal pressure that he feels 
um, because he wants that big payday, particularly when you see Josh Allen command money's over $40 million annually. He wants to be in there. But I don't think the Browns can – I don't think they can they can pay him that. And I think all of that has kind of impacted the way that he's playing on the field. It just hasn't been good. And so he has to just concentrate on the things that he can control. That is, hey, man, just win games. You win games with the Browns, they're going to pay you because – they have not had a very successful run with quarterbacks. And so he just focused on winning. Even that remarkable game that you talked about with the, the Bengals. I mean, he was only 14 for 21 so for 214 yards. Yeah, for yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that's it, though. Like, so real quick, we are 11 games into the season. This will now be the 12th game the Browns play. No, there's still time for the narrative to swing one way or the other. Do you believe that Baker Mayfield will be the Cleveland Browns starting quarterback week one of the 2022 season? Oh, yeah, he's starting quarterback next year. Now, if you're asking me, is that direct deposit going to <laughs> hit his phone? You know, that direct deposit when you get that, 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 that thing from the bank that says, hey, you got a direct deposit. I don't know if that's coming across his screen in the offseason. But, no, I expect him to be the starting quarterback. I think he's good enough to do that. And I think, if anything, what they do is they just kind of stretch this out a little bit. Maybe they give him the Dak Prescott treatment. Just keep stringing him along a little bit on franchise tags until they make a decision. I don't know if they have enough information to make a decision on whether to extend them or move on from him. And so I think you give him more time. Very good. Let's rip through a couple other ones. Uh, Another interesting game, Tampa at Indy. And we talked a lot, a little bit about this, but but the last few weeks it feels like Indy, um, you know, they've taken a lot off Carson Wentz's shoulders. Jonathan Taylor's been awesome running between the tackles. Then on the flip side, I know Tampa just took care of business on Monday Night Football against the Giants, but before that, 29 points allowed in a loss to the Washington football team, 36 points allowed to the New Orleans Saints the week before that. Now, granted, they were both road games, all that good stuff, but um, you know, you, you talk about a surging offense against a defense that is still looking for answers. Again, I know the Bucks look good on Monday Night Football, but this this feels like a little bit of a tricky one for Tom Brady and the crew. Uh, yeah, this is a tricky one. It's a tricky one because uh, you have a physical team that's going to try and go toe-to-toe with you. Now, a lot of it and uh, dealing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensively, it's always hard to run, run on them, particularly when Vita Vea is in the mix. So if he's there, it makes it very, very hard for you to get pushed at the point of attack, and so Jonathan Taylor can be neutralized. But the biggest issue that you have in Tampa is you don't have enough DBs who can cover. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts are sneaky good on the perimeter. Carson Wentz has done a really good job of finding Michael Pittman and others in the passing game. They're able to control it. They're tough. They're physical. They can do those things. On the flip side, defensively, uh, this is a team that likes to play a lot of zone. They will man up, but they don't necessarily have the man personnel to match up with the Bucks. They'll do it on occasion, but they want to sit back and play zone. They want to read the quarterback's eyes. Well, for Tom Brady, that is exactly what he wants. He wants to see you standing on the lawn like Iron Deer, and he, he doesn't get a lot of movement. He's just going to pick you apart. So it'll be interesting to see which, which team blinks first. Do the Colts come out of their customary zone tactics, or do they try and play a little more man-to-man, or does – Tom Brady have a tough time dealing with his own coverage that he sees from the Colts. Should be a good one. I was going to say last one uh, for Sunday. These are the Sunday games now. The Tennessee Titans coming off a loss to Houston Texans, baby. They are playing in New England. The Patriots are obviously surging. The Titans still looking for answers uh, kind of in the post-Derrick Henry trying to figure out what they're doing there. Patriots have won five in a row. Titans were playing good ball, but even when they were winning post-Derrick Henry injury, it was a lot of defense. It was a lot of turnovers. It was all that good stuff. Last week, they got stymied. What do you make of this one? 
This is a big game for the Titans because, man, they have really not looked good on offense since King Henry went to the sideline. And Ryan Tannehill has been the biggest one. Coming off a four-interception performance, uh, he has to play better. And he has to play better without the crutch of the running game. Uh, That's a lot. He's never necessarily been able to do that consistently throughout his time in the league. And so what can the Titans do to kind of – you can't recreate what King Henry was able to do in terms of taking away – attracting attention from the defense, but can you do some things schematically to make the game easy? Uh, I think I think Ty Dallin is going to have to be in his bag. So this is a, a, this is one where I think Tennessee can 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 win, but man, it's just such a hard deal. Their defense is going to have to play like the defense played the first couple of weeks when they lost Henry. They're going to have to be physical. They're going to have to beat him up. They're going to have to make it a a brawl. Uh, it's tough, man, because the team on the other side is surging, hot, five. Hot. Five straight win. Nothing hotter than Bill Belichick walking into the... the, 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 You're probably sitting over there with your Patriots shirt on, all excited, being from up that way. You probably just... just, So what's crazy is, I'm actually not a Patriots fan, believe it or not. Um, We could save that story for another day. Although, I will say, I think I've probably told you this before, but uh, we did actually play, and this is you know kind of a a tragic story now, but in high school, uh, we played uh, Aaron Hernandez's older Mm. brother was, uh, Mm -hmm. DJ was a very good player in his Mm -hmm. day, and so Aaron was a few years younger than me. So, uh, I I did start weirdly rooting for the Patriots when they got Aaron Hernandez, because he was obviously the local kid, and we kind of know what happened from there, but I, I, I never grew up as a huge Patriots guy and, and it really actually uh, and we I don't have to bore people with too much of it but it, it was a lot of Belichick it just he just uh, if you don't uh, grow up bleeding Patriots whatever blue and red um, you know he's kind of a hard guy to wrap your arms around but I will oh, you say don't, you don't like discipline and detail you don't like you know what's like, that you don't like discipline and detail you don't like that you don't like not giving a lot of sugar to the people around you you just want to grind on them like the Patriots do you don't like that huh you well I will tell you Last little thing. We got Rob Parker and Andy Furman coming up at the top of the hour. Odd couple. Uh, I filled in with Andy Furman one time. I think it was the day after Christmas. And he booked Bill Belichick as a guest. And Ooh. that was about the most intimidating. Inter- I, you know, we, we do this for a living. I, don't, I wouldn't <laughs> say I get intimidated. But you know, if you ask the wrong question with Bill Belichick, you're getting a one-word answer and it's on to the next one. It, forget being on to Cincinnati. You better be prepared with that backup question in case Bill doesn't like your, uh, doesn't like your answer. But as I said, one more segment coming up. And then Rob Park and Andy Furman at the top of the hour. Bucky Brooks, Aaron Torres in for Doug Gottlieb. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is 
finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Welcome back, everybody. Doug Gottlieb show. Final segment of the show. Doug, 
uh, is out today. He was filling in for Dan Patrick earlier, so make sure to go ahead and download the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Bucky Brooks and Aaron Torres filling in here. We'll take you to the top of the hour. Rob Parker and Andy Furman in for uh, the odd couple on Fox Sports Radio. One segment left, though. This is what I want to do, Bucky. We got a lot of big games here, not only tonight, not only tomorrow, not only Saturday, but Sunday as well. So let's make some picks for some of the biggest games of the weekend. Uh, I want to start with, uh, obviously, look, the game tonight, right, is Buffalo at New Orleans. Uh, Buffalo is a small favorite going into this one despite being on the road. I am selling all of my Bills stock, Bucky Brooks, uh, after I trashed Trevor Simeon and I said, uh, why did they put this game on air? I do think, obviously, the the road, uh, you know, I think the venue is going to be awesome there in New Orleans. I just don't think something's right with Buffalo. I like New Orleans to win this game outright. Wow. You like that, huh? No, I Coming like, in hot. I mean, I like that, but I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go Bills Mafia. Bills get it done. They know they have to do it. All right, very good. Let's transition to well, – let's do the Egg Bowl really quick. Mississippi State hosting Ole Miss. Obviously, the last time they played it at Mississippi State, we all know what happened. There was a little incident involving a little Odell Beckham uh, reenactment. Uh, Mississippi State, mm-hmm. a two-and-a-half-point favorite coming into this one. So they are a slight favorite at home. Uh, Ole Miss is on the road. Matt Corral, we talked about a potential uh, first-round NFL draft pick at quarterback. How do you see this one going down, Bucky? I'm going to go with Ole Miss. I'm going to put my uh, hopes and dreams with Lane Kiffin and crew. Uh, Matt Corral just has to have a big game. I think this is one. Egg Bowl, they got to win it. Got to win it to get to 10 wins. Great. It would be a great season for Lane Kiffin as Ole Miss tries to keep him around with all these big jobs open up. Let's go to Saturday. Michigan hosting Ohio State. So the game isn't in Arbor in the big house. Michigan an eight-point favorite. I'll just say straight up. I think Ohio State wins. I think Michigan makes things much more competitive, but I cannot see the scenario. I, I don't want to say I can't see the scenario. I just don't think Michigan has enough scoring power where even if they are able to limit Ohio State in a way that Michigan State couldn't last week, I don't see the scenario where Michigan wins this game outright. Ooh, I like I like Michigan to win this one. Really? Yeah, I like Michigan to win this one. I, I think they figured it out. Everyone counts them out. Coming off that emotional win last week where Ohio State played darn near perfect on offense, I think it's a little tougher this week. That's incredible. Go blue. Listen, I would love it, and the guy that I met in the casino in Vegas about uh, 2 a.m. the other night would love it, who was wearing all maize and blue. He was not very happy talking to me about that game, but maybe he just didn't want to talk about it at 2 a.m. Really quickly, let's just do one game on Sunday. Packers hosting the uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Huge game for so many reasons. Packers a one-point underdog at home, believe it or not. The Rams slightly favored. What do you make of this one, Bucky? Packers. Aaron Rodgers, let's bad toes it. and all. Uh, A.J. Dillon. Gives them a, a bit of a hammer, the physicality, the toughness. I don't know if the Rams can respond to getting punched in the mouth. I think the Packers can play that style. I'm not convinced that the Rams can. I'm 100% with you. I don't really understand this point spread at all. The Packers, a one-point underdog in that game. We should mention in the game that is going on here, Bucky, the Raiders, 23-13, to a quick, mm. short, rushing mm-hmm. touchdown. Derek Carr looking like Michael Vick at Virginia Tech diving into the end zone there. 23-13, Bucky, we, we got to roll. But real quick, uh, Raiders are rolling. The Cowboys are going to have some real answers, potentially a lot, real questions, I should say, coming out of this one tomorrow. Yeah, they got to get it together. I don't know if they can finish it. They got to come back. They got to make it happen. Got to make it happen. Extra point is good. 24 to 13, seven minutes left. With that said, we got to get out of here, Bucky Brooks. Thank you for joining me. Thank you to Doug for having us. 
I had a lot of fun. I want to thank my co-host, Bucky Brooks. Uh, make sure you're following him on Twitter, at Bucky Brooks. And I want to thank the crew, Bo, uh, John Ramos, uh, Ralph Irvin on the updates. Everybody working hard here on Thanksgiving Day. This is Fox Sports Radio. Coming up, the odd couple, Rob Parker and Andy Furman. Keeping you updated, Fox Sports Radio. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.